and welcome to How I Ended Up in Vegas. I'm Nikki. I'm Megan. We are real estate partners, we're friends, but we're more like soul sisters. Definitely. I feel like we have this question that, that we ask a lot or that we get into a lot. It's what brought you here? And it always kind of ends up in this interesting story and gets a really interesting answer from the people that we meet. Yeah. And many times it leads to us learning connections or commonalities that we share and common threads between us. So today we're going to tell you a little bit more about us. I'm a native Las Vegan. I was born and raised here. Megan, tell everybody what brought you here and how long you expected to stay. So I moved here from California in 2000, completely on a whim, had no plans to stay. And I thought maybe I'd be here a year, year and a half. And 22 years later, I'm still here. So uh, what about you? Have you ever thought about leaving Las Vegas? Absolutely. I was fully intending on going to Orange County for college to go to Chapman um, and go into journalism school. And instead, I stayed here and bought a house, bought, a, bought my first condo when I was 19. That's so crazy. I feel like a lot of people bought houses here really young. Yeah. Um, it was a goal of mine. I started out living on Desert Inn and Eastern, and it's interesting to see where people who lived in the center of town have sprawled out and found their communities throughout Las Vegas. Yeah, there's definitely some commonalities with that. Like, I prefer the west side in Summerlin, and you live in Henderson. Is that your favorite side of town? Uh, I wouldn't say it's my favorite side of town, but I do feel like I was called there. I remember driving down the 215 um, as they were like really expanding the newer side of East Henderson. Yeah. And I just felt like my soul was meant to be there. Like a belonging. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to that. So what drew you to the Summerlin area? You know, I don't know. I think I remember going for a job interview in Summerlin when I was maybe 19. I was 19. I had just moved here. And ever since then, I just happened to gravitate to that area. I've lived all over town. There's just something about it. I can't really put my finger on it. I think it's you're cl really close to the mountains. I really love Red Rock and the scenery of the hills. And then uh, it's a little bit cooler there in the summer, like maybe five or six degrees. And there's, a, like you said, the sense of belonging. I just feel like I belong there. Um, maybe it's nostalgic to a certain degree. So what is a nostalgic piece of history for you growing up here? Well, I grew up the daughter of a liquor distributor. So I was the plus one to all of his dinner parties and spilled multiple Shirley Temples at Michael's five-star restaurant. This was in the Barbary Coast at the time. Barbary Coast no longer exists for those of you who don't live here. Um, but that was like my life. I remember, you know, he would take me out on the strip a ton. We were usually there two or three times a week. And I remember crossing Las Vegas Boulevard, obviously when you were still like on the street, not, you know, up on the, the pedestrian corridors. Like you were actually crossing on the street. I remember seeing the dunes. Um, I remember when Mirage opened. So lots of nostalgic memories from childhood. Sounds really glamorous. It was glamorous. I was like the child cover of Vogue. <laughs> Las Vegas. I love it. I love it. I just love the stories you must have and all the interesting things you must have seen like that are maybe even just tucked away there. I think that that's stuff I'd love to know. Yeah, I did get my um, my my fake ID taken away, though, at Mandalay Bay. And I think you have nostalgic memories kind of similar. I do. I, there was something about, I think even today, like I still love a good nightclub and I still love to go out. But our I had a neighbor. I lived in an apartment building where my neighbors were the bouncers for a number of different nightclubs. And there was one that uh, would sneak us into Raw at the Luxor through mm -hmm. Hamada of Japan through the back way. 
And I even Solid. had like a little kitten card for, for raw. And I, up until recently, I still carried it around my wallet. There's just something about it for me. It just reminds me of being young and like, I don't know, just like feeling excited about being here in Vegas. You know, I'm from a small town in California and just like feeling like I was in this big, this big new place. It's a fun memory of mine. Okay. Here's another nostalgic Vegas memory. Um, when I was working at the WB, this is my first news station in Vegas. Doesn't exist anymore. Is it Warner Brothers? Was it? Yeah. 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 So um, we would be part of like movie shoots. And one of the movies that was shooting in Las Vegas was Miss Congeniality 2. Oh, my gosh. So I got to meet. This is actually, I don't know why I didn't bring this up. This is actually my favorite like story ever that I probably didn't take advantage of in the moment, but I met Dolly Parton. <gasps> I was literally dead. <laughs> she, like if I could, I mean, you know, when they say like, if you could have dinner with a celebrity, I would never like, I'm never good at those like questions on the fly, but if I could have dinner with like three people, like she would be one of them. She's an amazing, she's an amazing human and uh -huh. an amazing storyteller. So tell me about that. Um, well, first I have to thank Dolly Parton, Oprah, Charlie Hunnam, yeah. right? Three yeah. people. Yeah. I'm just thinking of Charlie Hunnam because he's the default, right? Okay, so she was so kind. And we were in, you know, the same, like, arm space, right, where I was – I had a camera, but I was, like, a tourist, but who was also filming, um, like, a – like, they were going to use the footage mm -hmm. as, like, a tourist recorder, you know, home, home footage kind of video in yeah. the movie. So in between takes, she was just – lovely and I'm I don't get like like crazy I'll just go quiet like yeah. I don't get like crazy you know frantic or fangirl no. or anything but I just like like oh my god that's Dolly Parton yeah. and she was just like how y'all doing today mm. like just making real small talk and so you see the um yeah you see like the respect that they all have for each other and everything that is going on in the scene and so cool. Yeah. She's an amazing human. And I feel like you can sense some people who are, who are like just down to earth. And I feel like she's just who she is. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I've been following her for a long time. Like some of her, I'm like a big fan of her music. I don't know. It just goes, that runs deep for me. It was, have you started listening to um, the podcast? The No. Have you uh, picked up, she has this book called a song teller, storyteller. Anyway, I think it's song teller. She has a book where she goes through and she talks about all of the songs that she wrote uh -huh. and like the story behind them. It is so fascinating. Dolly Parton's America. She literally starts out in the first episode talking about how she was young and like suicidal. Yeah. And you're like, oh, we're getting vulnerable here. We're going deep. I love this. This yes. is my thing. Yeah. I like that. I am not one like I can talk about anything, but I'm not really into... Not to say I can't have superficial conversations, but I like conversations that go deep. Like yeah. I, I want to have those relationships where we talk about philosophy and yeah. like we really get into the, like I want to know like what's behind. I want to dig deep. I want to peel back the layers. Like that's, I want to know all the things. Yeah. Where have you found a sense of community living here? You know, it's been a combination of church, people through church, but a lot of work, like work relationships that developed when I first moved here. Um, I have some friends that I've met when I first moved here that were through uh, a friend of a friend in the casino industry, and I'm still friends with them. But I think work has been kind of the primary hub of where I found some of my community and relationships. What about you? 
Um, I think the biggest community or the group that I found uh, when I was about 21, I was having my first daughter and her dad was going to Iraq. So I had a 10 day old was on maternity leave and I resorted to going to church. I found a church community. Um, I belonged to the Mormon church. I don't, I don't go anymore, but, um, those people who you go to church with are all your neighbors. They live right next to you. So I have wonderful people who live around me, who I know, and I cherish those, um, relationships. And just recently in the past couple of years, you know, besides the, the news industry of people who have come in and out of my life through news, I've also found this lovely group of people through Pilates and yoga. You do a lot of stuff with them, right? I do. It's fun. They're a fun group of women and one man or two occasionally. So it's Sunday. The weather is perfect. Describe in vivid detail what you are doing in Las Vegas. It's Sunday. uh, You know, hopefully I'll make it to church and then brunch. I think uh, brunch after church is always the best or brunch any day is the best. It's one of your favorite meals, right? Brunch is my favorite. Yeah, I love it. And so if brunch and then maybe a drive, like I love to go through a drive any time of year through the 160, back through the scenic route through Red Rock Canyon. Mm-hmm. And then if it's nice weather, which uh, hiking, so it might be hiking at Red Rock or Mount Charleston, anywhere, anytime we can get out there and get on the hills, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. What about you? For sure, getting outside. I love to hike and love to take long walks uh, for many years. My walking partner and I did four to five miles during COVID, we were doing 10. Um, So when the weather is just crisp and the sky, I swear in Las Vegas, anytime I see video of like a blue sky like this, I can tell like that's Vegas. Like it's a cops episode, but that's Vegas. You know, (laughs) I have that. I have that with my hometown too. Like my ex-husband used to be like, you don't recognize that tumbleweed. I'm like, no, no, I know that tree. <laughs> I know that section of tumbleweeds. I know those hills. Like, yeah. You just you just know it. Yeah, I can tell you the coordinates of where that <laughs> is. But yeah, definitely being outside, going to brunch, um, probably taking the dogs out. I have two doodles. And anytime they can get outside, they spring out the door. <sighs> I think I just short-circuited <laughs> The, the, the downside of getting older we have no brain cobwebs so. <laughs> did you ever see did you ever see drop dead fred yes <laughs> i love that movie. oh my gosh i don't think my daughter has seen it but that was one of my favorite movies it's her name phoebe something or other? she has cobwebs yes yes <laughs> i love that movie i'm gonna i'm gonna have to watch it tonight of all did the you're... i did I have my girl seen it yes oh absolutely i've made them watch all of my kid movies I was a I was an only child for nine years in the 90s yeah so when you talk about 90s movies I know them I have seen them all 55 million times yeah I was too I mean I have I wasn't an only child but I lived I was the only child at home from the age of seven until I was an adult so there was a lot of like HBO or like you know when you get the Cinemax like free week or whatever like Mm -hmm. the preview where you watch all the movies like we just watched True Lies last night. Yeah, I had to. There was a lot of like cover your eyes and ears moments for yeah. Izzy because there was um, a lot of stuff I don't remember. <laughs> like I think every '90s movie. I think that that's when the best movies were made, like the '80s and '90s. Yeah, I don't think any movies that they make today can really hold a candle to those. Just the originality of them. Not at all. Don't tell mom the babysitter is dead. Is that movie to me? Yes. With my kids, I was yeah. like, I. I don't remember this language. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the best movies. 
I still like, you know, I live my life through movies and comedy quotes. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm right on top of that, Rose. Oh my gosh. Riley walked into my office last week and she was like, I'm right on top of that, Rose. (laughs) I think that's like such a like a legacy I feel happy to pass along to my children. They're picking up on those things too. And I just love it. They love some of the same things and it's fun to watch those things through their eyes for the first time. You forget how funny they are. Yeah. I was walking into Target last thing. We're walking into Target the other night and I was cold. So I was walking quickly. <laughs> so I was like, who do I sound like? And I'm like, come on, come on. <laughs> I was like, she's like, true Beverly Hills. I'm like, nailed it. <laughs> the best, the best. All right. So what I really can't wait is to hear what our guests are going to say when we ask them those questions. We have some very interesting people coming on the show. We'll be asking them some of those very same things. While most of our guests have lived here for quite a bit of time, I think they all really have some interesting experiences, not only about how they ended up here, but some of the things they're doing now personally and professionally. So we're going to start to hear from them next week. We hope you enjoyed this very first edition of How I Ended Up in Vegas, where there's only about three degrees of separation between everybody. We'll see you next week.